the black prince, black prince, we are the black prince, black prince, they wanna look like us, they wanna sound like us, they wanna dance like us, but they can never be like us, the black prince, black prince, we are the black prince. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of The Black Print. I'm Nadia Johnson. I'm Tahira Forte. I'm Joshua Robertson. For those of you who don't know, The Black Print is an NSULA NABJ podcast where we talk about all the latest pop culture news that affects and is affected by the black community. As you know, we are the innovators and the originators, so we like to talk about anything that has to do with the black community, anything that affects the black community, and anything going on in the news right now. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about everything from Nick Cannon announcing his eighth baby now to dare versus euphoria and the perception of drugs and media and even some campus news so let's get into it as y'all know last night was the annual black history program held by um helping hands so what did y'all think i loved it i loved every second of it i felt very what's the word empowered by it it set a fire in me yeah, all right. Joshua, you was in it, yeah. so what you? Yeah, being in it, it was such an honor, you know. I love how it came out, watching it from finding the people to play the parts and to actually seeing how everything was put together. It was, like, really great. It was in that, in that moment I was scared, but, you know, we, we did what we had to do. And you know. and one thing black people going to do is black people going to support you. When I tell you my hands hurt last night from clapping so hard Thank for you. every single person, <laughs> you got to clap twice for every performer, every award given. The theme was award shows, so, you know. I was screaming. Ah, yeah. I was screaming. My, what was y'all favorite part? Um, my favorite part, is, you know, is definitely my girl Marissa. Yeah. Yes. And her her yes. spoken word, it spoke to me. The yep. spoken word part spoken word. almost brought the house, house down. It was literally amazing. It was so amazing. I loved I loved the spoken word, and I also loved the praise dance at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. loved that so much. I loved the poem, the um, recreation of Maya Angelou's poem. Yeah. Love that part. Woman, I love that, too. And all the, the singing parts. Oh, my God. They were so good. The Billie Holiday, the Nia Simone. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. It was It was amazing. The one thing that I wish would have happened was for every award, they would name the category like Trailblazer in TV, media, or something like that. They'd list the cat, the um, nominees, and then they'd say who won. And I think there were a lot of names that I knew, but there were a lot of names that I didn't know. So it would have been nice to use that as an opportunity to kind of say what those people did and what they brought to the table Mm -hmm. just you know to educate people a little bit more on that history and that aspect of history I was kind of hoping for that but I mean they are very monumental and iconic people in the black community and civil rights so yeah all right. <laughs> but on to the next one. We are going to talk about, um, I know everybody is in love with Euphoria right now. It's all people are talking about. It's all that's on my For You page. So, but recently Dare has come out multiple times to say that Euphoria is um, glamorizing drug use, especially in teens. And the show has um, fought back and a lot of the cast members have fought back saying that 
if you watch the show, you don't, you don't, it doesn't glamorize drug use, that it actually shows the horrors of drug use and what it can do to your body, what it can do to your mental health, what it can do to the people around you. So what do y'all think about that? Well, like to start it off, I have a question when they say into teens, how you say teens, I it's, it's on HBO, right? Yes. And I swear, don't you have to be 18 and older to be to have an account? So when you say teenagers, how are they signing like into the... Your parents got to do that. Yeah, thing. your parents have to have a source. So it's really... I wouldn't blame Euphoria for how it comes apart because if you're not supposed to be watching it and you're watching it, that yeah. falls back on your parents right right but at the same time i don't think it's really glamorizing it i do think that it's basically showing over bringing awareness and showing people how drugs can actually uh, actually like affect everyone including the addict i love euphoria and i watch euphoria every sunday <laughs> they have one more episode coming out which is about to be the finale and all in all i think is really you have to take personal responsibility if you're not supposed to be watching the show, you're not supposed to be watching the show. And if you continue to do that, that's on you. You can't, Dare isn't supposed to be like, oh, they, Euphoria is glamorizing drugs. I haven't seen or heard of Dare since fifth grade when I was the star. <laughs> you're the, the star. The star student. <laughs> the star. All right. We all had that Dare shirt in the back of our closet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Reading in front of your whole student body, you know, that was crazy though. Oh my goodness! When I when I had that in elementary school, and the person who was over there was actually the father of one of my classmates, so it was really funny. But in terms of the drug use thing, I feel like it kind of reminds me of that Nicki Minaj interview that she did a while ago, where they were asking her um, if she feels like she plays a part or is a role model to young kids. And she's like, well, you know, that's not my job. It's kind of the parent's job to monitor what their kids watch and hear and see. And I agree with that. I feel like if especially, I don't know what Euphoria's technical target audience is. I'm assuming it's young people, college age, teenagers, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's up to the parents to monitor what their kids are watching. It's up to the parents to be aware of what your kids are being influenced by, whether that's friends at school, whether that's social media, whether that's the show, and everything like that. So I feel like you have to pay attention as a parent to what influences your children. And if you don't feel like euphoria is a good representation of what you want them to see, then you shouldn't allow them to see it. You have to have a very hands-on role in your child's life because you have to be aware of what is affecting them. Right. But I think also people also play like the blame game, just like when 13 Reasons Why came out. Yes. And like that was a whole <clears throat> big thing of how they decided to run their show or whatever. But there was instances where people started, you know, committing you know, suicide. Right. In the yeah. same way Hannah Baker did. Recording tapes, sending people to tapes, you know, all of that. That happened in uh, South America, actually. Really? Yeah, but I feel like people need somebody to blame. Dare needs Euphoria to blame for that. But at the same time, do you think that Euphoria should take some of... Because a lot of the times, teens don't see shows for what they are. Right. They kind of just see 
the, they don't go deep enough. Like, you know, those books that you read in school, you just read it, answer the question, and you keep pushing. You don't analyze what the meaning is and how it affects right. the characters and stuff like that. So in a way, some teens will look at that and think that that's glamorizing right. drug use and stuff like that because all they see are the fancy outfits or the cute outfits and the yeah. drugs and whatever. They think it's cool. Like, they right. think it's cool. They yeah. think it's a vibe. You know, it's an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there are some teens who will see that and think, that it's being glamorized and stuff like that. but And also with all of this, like, don't ever be scared to talk to somebody. You know, you always going to have somebody to talk to, even if you feel like you don't. Like, don't ever turn to drugs, alcohol, or anything like that. If you need somebody to talk to, find that person, find a therapist, counselor. You know, too. NSU definitely has a counsel. Yeah. Counselors, like, go upstairs, student union third floor, go up there, <laughs> find you a counselor, somebody to talk to, because you're not alone, you know, fine. That, drugs was the first thing, like, I, me and my best friend have been friends since sixth grade. We're extremely close, and when she started, she doesn't do, like, hard drugs or anything like that, like, she started vaping first, and that was the, she had never been interested in stuff like that, and that was kind of the first sign to me that something wasn't right, and over the years, she had, you know, expressed different feelings and emotions and I could tell her mental health was going down and that was one of the signs that I saw that kind of told me more than what she was telling me and so I feel like it's really important to notice those changes in your friends notice those changes in your co-workers you don't have to be super close with somebody to just hey are you okay you know like constantly check in on people and be that person because you never know what they might need to hear that day you never know if they need to talk to someone or something like that so while we have these resources it's also okay to check in on somebody and, you know, really notice a change in behavior not be afraid of rejection or be like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, something like that, to check in on people. Right. Don't ever feel scared to check in on somebody like that simple, hey, how you doing? Or I hope you have a good day. You never know. That could be somebody's bright day. Like they can be happy for the rest of the day because somebody just come up and check on them like, oh, somebody actually cares instead of walking around being a bitter person like oh I'm not gonna speak to this person I'm gonna look at this person up and down you don't know what people are going through or what the next person is saying you know but always be that sunshine person that's why I try to speak to everybody and be nice to everybody because you don't know what nobody's going through you know always be that nice little face in a room you know you know you know you know but you know off to our next topic, we have Nick Cannon having his eighth baby. He just announced Lord. that he was having his eighth baby <laughs> with, I think, his, what, sixth or seventh baby mama and stuff like that. And um, a lot of fans and critics have very mixed reviews on this situation. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I do, too. And, you know, especially with <laughs> the stereotypes that it's, you know, portraying in the black community primarily. Yeah. So, um what do y'all think about that? Should speak first. Oh yeah, yeah we gonna get a man's yeah. point of view today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know much about it, but you know, if he's going to be there for them, because it takes two people to make a child, so I have to say you have to be that person. You have to take responsibilities for your actions. Yeah, his his sixth child, but you know, some people out yeah. here eighth. Yes. Oh Lord! Six baby <laughs> oh, six baby. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Um, <laughs> but even though some people have bigger families than that, like if he wanted a big family, we never know what's going on through Nick Cannon's head. He probably didn't have a big family and probably wants one. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he take care of them and be there for them, he might not be in the same house as them. But a simple, hey, how you doing, text message, call, here, you know, make sure you know that your kids know that they loved and that they have your support 100%. I don't see nothing wrong with having multiple kids. Do you think that this is going to cause, like, a big rift in his children's, like, life? Like, having all these kids and, like, not being able to be in, like, a physical household? Or, like, I know you say simple hello, you know. Yeah. But that's not the same as having, like, a, you know. Yeah. What do uh, you think? I mean, I'm going to let y'all in on the secret, you know, your, <laughs> your boy does, didn't have, don't have his father in his life. Um, I never got that simple, hey, hello, and I found out I had siblings on the insurance card because my dad was on child support, so that really hurt me, but I never really asked for him to be there, like, him being there financially, physically, didn't bother me. All I wanted to know was why I never got a, hey, hello, and you know I was here, mm-hmm. and you're here with your other kids. That's why I said, even though I don't know my brothers and sisters on my dad's side, those are still my siblings. And when I do meet them, it's still going to be love there. It's still going to be like, all right, you my kin. At the end of the day, I'm going to love you how I love my brothers that I was raised with. So hopefully they can walk around with that same mentality that they can get together, but sometimes it just has to be outside the parents' hands. Sometimes they got to be that forefront. I'm gonna get to know my siblings. Like these are my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. They definitely that does definitely does play a part in it. But personally, I just feel like there's nothing like having that parent in your life, right. and I feel like that text or that call to say, hey, I'm checking up on you, that's something my uncles do. That's something that, you know, family friends do. That's something that my neighbors will do. That's not a father to me. There's a difference between being a dad and being a father. And to have now eight or seven children um, with a bunch of different women, you cannot be there physically in their life. There's nothing like waking up in the morning and and knowing that your dad is in the other room and knowing you can talk to him and hug him and you know feel that physical bond with that parent and um having to now spread yourself thin because all these people are probably in completely different places you have to constantly travel one that bill is high i know his (laughs) i don't know if he has a a private jet i don't know what he has but i know airplane tickets are not cheap okay Mm -hmm. so Mentally, that wears him down. That wears the children down. They feel like they're not getting enough time. They may grow resentful of their other siblings. Not to mention, he might start getting resentful of having to be in so many places at once because it's not like having all them children alone is a full-time job. That's why you have stay-at-home moms. Mm -hmm. Like You have stay-at-home moms who are exhausted with just the one kid, let alone if I was somebody who had to jet-set around the world just to visit five minutes with my eight different children. So that might grow resentful in his mind and be like, oh, I feel worn down and it would affect his mental health. It'll affect the time he spends with his children. It'll affect the mental time that he spends with his children. And it also continues to perpetuate the stereotype of black children and not having a daddy Mm -hmm. in the home. And that single mom lifestyle that is so prominent, that is such a prominent stereotype in the black community. And I feel like it was very irresponsible in a way to do that and then to just sum it up and be like oh well you know monogamy isn't healthy and you know 
I if I could pay for the baby, then I can have as many babies as you want. Because yeah, mm. if you could if you could pay for the kids, that's one thing. But nothing replaces that that love, that physical bond, that physical um, experience with your child. Nothing can replace that. Money can't right. buy happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. Money cannot buy experiences. And logically, you are not going to be able to be there for every little milestone. You're not going to be there when he walks. You're not going to be there when they say they first, their first word. You're not going to be there for every recital. Like, you just can't be there for those kids in the way that you probably want to be. Because I know Nick Cannon's probably a great dad. His kids seem to love him or whatever. But that doesn't replace all those times that you weren't there. Right. And he, like, he's trying to turn himself into Steve Harvey. You know, like, he's got 10,000 different appearances uh, and shows. Uh, <laughs> he, he's steady working. So I know on top of them eight kids, he's got a bunch of other things that he's doing that he also sure needs to... Okay. Yeah. A lot of other things he's doing in his life that he has to give time to because you got people on your staff that rely on you and stuff like that to do your job. Right. And so that's a lot on one person. And that's just not a burden I would want anybody to take on. Right. I definitely agree with you on that. It's nothing like having, like, a dad in your life, like, nothing like having a dad in your household like that. Like, my parents, they were together. They were they got divorced, like, when I was young. So right. I never, I don't really remember them being together. But I always remember my dad being in my life until I had to move away from him. Like, we had moved up here to Shreveport from Baton Rouge. Right. So him not being there in my prime years, like, through middle school, that was really hard for me, even though, yeah, he was still in my life through child support. He still would pick up the phone and call me. But I really feel like the emotional, like, the emotional aspect of that was not there. And I really feel like that put a big rift in our relationship and, like, with other things that we had going on or whatnot. But there is really nothing like having a dad. And I think that this is going to be kind of, kind of bad for his kids, even though he could be a good dad. But... Everybody, some kids are going to grow resentful because mm-hmm. not everybody is going to be able to spend time with their father. Yeah, he's going to have to split it up. I don't, I don't think he's going to pick favorites or whatnot. But no, no. like it's just that's really that's really bad. And I really hope that his kids can grow up and have the life that they want and not hate each other, like love each other since they are brothers and sisters. I really what do those family this... reunions look like? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What is like how big of a house? <laughs> I mean, they rich, so I mean, they they got a lot Six of space. Different families. Man, you think Mariah up in there? Mariah, not going. No, <laughs> Mariah, not going. <laughs> Mariah is like, no, she thank you. But speaking of Mariah, I mean, what do you think his other baby mamas feel with all of these? Man. It's like a new baby announcement every couple the, weeks. The baby, like yes. the baby that passed he, away. Unfortunately, he just had a baby about a month ago. Zen passed away. Due to a rare, I think, brain condition yeah. or birth yeah. defect that happened, and the announcement for that came about three weeks ago, and then not maybe last week he announced his other like that's about two to three week difference between the death of one baby and you announcing and having maternity pictures with mm-hmm. another woman like that is messed up. Man, I'd be hurt. I ain't gonna that's lie. messed up. <laughs> Even if you don't like, let's say these women were kind of using the cannon as a sperm donor in a sense. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Like in like so you <laughs> not, not like they did like, in the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say they don't really want a relationship with this man or anything like that. That still 
hurts because you still have a connection with this person and you're still now seeing him get to live the life that you wanted mm -hmm. with another woman. It's not like you really wanted him, but now he gets to hold another baby. He has a bunch of other babies that now he can turn his attention to and you're still left at home by yourself without your baby to hold. And every day, well, not every day, but I've seen a couple posts from his previous baby mama where she was talking about the experiences that she dreams about that she could have had with Zen and how hard it's been. And I'm just like, how, how are you, you not there? How are you not there to support her through that? How are you not right. grieving? Not that he's not grieving because, you know, when he went on his talk show, he was very emotional about the death of his son. And I'm sure it still affects him as any death of a child would. But it just it's it's not good timing. It's not good timing at all. It's very insensitive. And I'm just like. How, like where how pregnant was this lady like what's the timeline between what is the time what's the timeline you know what i mean like were you you know getting it on was while... she a girlfriend a sneaky lean <laughs> well he's not he's not one he said he's not getting married anymore and i don't think any of these women are girlfriends because you so know like he said means. monogamous he said monogamy is not for him and marriage is not for him he feels like monogamy isn't healthy, so and he, so he want to be a free spirit. At yes, this point. he wants yeah. to be a free okay. spirit. So in his wild, I mean, the free spirit. Once you mess with them, you are gonna have to go ahead and sign that contract of the free spirit. That man is gonna do what he want to do. Like any gender, if like if a girl says she don't want a boyfriend, that that should be a red flag right there. Mm, <laughs> this person is not gonna be here for me. <laughs> yes. Like, if if that's what he said, they, these people should know, red flag number one, this person is not going to be here for me. <laughs> and you know what, though? I like that he's honest about it, about how monogamy is not for him. But at the same time, why you got to have so many babies? Like, you can't just it get it on. It tango. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, why? Why? You you don't wear no condoms. Uh-oh. Like, y'all don't use birth control. Oh, these babies yeah. been popping up like... It's like <laughs> back to back to back. Like hotcakes. Like yeah. hotcakes. <laughs> It's back to back to back. I don't get it. And I'm just like, you could sow your wild oats without getting people pregnant. Like, did they, like, what? I just want a, a real deep conversation. You ain't going to get like, that answer. I just want that answer. Like, know. did you go into it with the mindset of, I want this woman to have my kids? Like, did y'all, like, is it like, like a birth contract? Is it a baby contract? Because I know a lot of people do those. Was it a publicity stunt? I don't think he needs another publicity stunt. Please. I think he's fine. He, 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 <laughs> and I don't think a publicity stunt is that back to back. Like you know, usually people space them out a little bit, like with the, the Kardashians. Yeah, bringing lives into this world. Yes. It's not just yeah. like for publicity. That's crazy. But I mean, he I said, mean, as long so, as I got the money so, to pay for yeah. it. That, yeah. that was that was that comment had rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not even gonna lie. It had rubbed me entirely the wrong way because I'm like, you, there's more to being a supportive person than just financial stability right there's that, more to being a father because that money is like okay i got the money but yeah but like Where i said <laughs> but apparently he did issue apology to you know his little baby mamas or whatever for any pain or confusion regarding his most recent baby announcement but i'm just like before we move on i have a question yes what do you think he should have done like with the maternity like after the passing of his baby because the other girl is pregnant too. She can't really, you know, she can't really not post her pictures because she should be happy. For I'm not her saying too, don't post the no, pictures. No, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have to see him again. I don't realize. I don't know if he was in these, but I know for almost every single one of his other baby mamas, he was in the maternity shoots. Yeah. And to me, 
I mean, yes, be there for your kids or whatever, but I mean, if you're not planning on being with her romantically, then what's the point of being in the maternity pictures? You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, don't take these maternity pictures as if y'all gonna be one big happy family and you, you know, spreading your wild oats. Like, that just seems a little yeah, weird to so me. Your kids come visit you and you look at your picture. Yep, that was, I was there. Yeah. And I'm for how long, that. though? Right. That's the question. Right. Put a picture to snap? <laughs> yeah. And got on the plane. Did she the tag him in the pictures? Is what I want to know. Like, <laughs> how did people find out that was his baby? Did he announce it? Did she announce it? Like, what was the deal? Because that's, that's mean. if she announced it and tagged him, or if he announced it, like it's just it's just a mess all around. How about oh, you not have babies back to back like that? So we're just gonna end the subject on this. You know, if he a free spirit, let him be free, cause that's a red flag that he ain't for you. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have the most common debate that we see in the music industry right now, talking about Chloe Bailey and her recent rebranding of herself, it appears like. And um, a lot of people have a lot of mixed feelings about her new openly sexual vibes that she's been putting out lately. And um, the biggest question that I've seen come out of all this whole situation is, do you feel like women, especially black women in this industry, have a need to be sexual to make it. Sex sells. It sells, but I don't believe that it's a requirement at all, but it's been proven. Like, if you're more sexual, you're going to go get more views. You're going to get more more publicity, basically. I mean, you know, Chloe is not a ugly girl. She's very attractive. To me, she's very, she's a, she's a fine. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that that would drive, that drives some people to it. But I feel as if if your music is good, that you should be able to thrive in nowadays. But I know when you hear about music industry, you have to be this way or you have to do this for this. And it's like sometimes they person might need to put their foot down because you don't need to be sexual to look at Adele. Right. <laughs> Adele popping. I don't really think I've never seen Adele sexual anything. I love Adele because a lot of people, especially after her weight loss or whatever, now she's getting a lot more publicity. So it kind of it shows the fat phobia in the industry for sure. But she has never once changed her wardrobe. Like I feel like in that little live concert she did a couple weeks ago, it looked like from some of her old videos, it was practically the same black dress that she used to wear all the time. Like her style hasn't changed. Her human heart. Her humor hasn't changed. Nothing about her has changed except she dropped maybe like 50 pounds. So but she sells. Because mm -hmm. she has the voice to prove it and she shows that she has that artistry as an artist. And the one thing that was confusing to me about um, Chloe Bailey was they did have that, especially when she was with her sister and stuff. They had the artistry. I was a huge fan of their music and stuff like that. They had the artistry. And when they would do their performances, they would wear these beautiful outfits, but it was always focused on their voice. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like they needed but that aspect. But at the same time, She's getting a lot more publicity now because of how she's... I heard from the host. I think Chloe is doing this from a more, like, personal aspect. Though, That's what she says. I yeah, I don't think that they're forcing her to do anything that she doesn't want to do. Especially right. from, like, the lives, the stories and stuff. Oh. I'm sorry that lollipop video was extra. Know what that was? It was extra, and it's okay to say it was extra. But they I got still love she you, got girl. some hardcore fans. I love. Let me be. Let me say this clear right now. You hear me, Mike? On me. 
I love Chloe Bailey. She is a talented, incredibly talented vocalist. She's an incredibly talented artist. But at the end of the day, like, I just feel like she's doing a little much. Yeah. It feels a little much because you know what? The thing that <laughs> bothered me the most... <laughs> the thing that bothered me the most. I'm sorry. AD is paparazzi, please. Paparazzi. No pictures. No pictures. No pictures Hashtag Northwest. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing that bothered me the most was the songs. Like when she kind of, I don't know if they're still a group or not, but like when she kind of started doing her little solo, her music now seems so much different than her music before. And like her music before had meaning, had depth and stuff like that. Now booty so big, like, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Like, come Come on now. But, but we also have to look at like today's now and age, like people, the kids, teenagers, they on TikTok. So they're gonna have to make these sounds that are TikTok worthy. But why like, do I don't want artists to start I don't want them to start, you know, making music solely for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of artists like Normani and all these newer artists and stuff like like to sell snippets or only for, focus on maybe 10 seconds of their song so it can get TikTok famous. People can start doing dances and, you know, it gets the publicity. Nobody, just like what Beyonce said in her documentary, which is why I was so surprised when Chloe's music had came out was Beyonce was like, nobody sells albums anymore. Nobody puts together a body of work anymore and stuff like that. Nobody really takes the time. Yeah, you got these mixtapes. Yeah. yeah. To really craft their art. A lot of people just do single after single after single and do burnout. And when she said that, I was like, man, that is so true. When was the last album that I've ever heard of anybody? <laughs> exactly. Like how many, the last album that I've seen, obviously was like Adele, Ariana Grande had publicized her, her album. Um, you know, stuff like that. A lot of people don't focus on albums anymore. A lot of people, and they don't have a different sound in their album. Like, you ever notice, like, when you listen to somebody's album, all the songs sound the same? Yeah. Same mm -hmm. beat, same. Like, nobody really focuses on albums. A lot of people just put out singles, uh, and I'm just so sick of seeing it. Look, and, like, I've seen something, like, on TikTok when, just how you said, it's the same sound. I mean, sometimes it is the same sound, but sometimes it's that person's voice. Like, their voice isn't yeah. really changed. And y'all all feel like, oh, that's the same. Like, I saw that they said Megan Thee Stallion songs are all the same. No, I think that's just her voice. She has a flow and a different type of vibe to her music. You know, you're always going to hear that, eh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, something. Like, I that's just her personality. Don't it fight is. me on this, because I know you girls like, like the to tussle. tussle. I feel like Meg is straying from her roots a little bit. Because her old music, banger, banger, banger. But now I feel like it's kind of giving TikTok. I yeah. haven't seen... Like her new stuff, not like... What's, like what, what is like her new what? stuff? Oh, uh, what was it? Captain Captain Hook? Captain uh, Hook, Oh, I'm sorry. I like, I like that song, Hook. though. I like that song. <laughs> but like just more of like her newer albums. It's going from like Tina Snow to like Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Ooh, take notes. We never want to do that. <laughs> Y'all are going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to kill they, us. They're about to drag me. They're going to drag us. But yeah, I thought the same thing. When I first heard Method Stallion, I told my friends. I had sent, like, there was some article about it. And I sent it. I was like, every single one of her songs sounded the same to me. But now I'm a hardcore Meg Thee Stallion fan. I love Meg Thee Stallion. I love her, her lyrics. I love her flow. I love it. But yeah, some of her songs did sound the same to me at first. But I just want, I just, especially since... Chloe and Hallie already had that platform. Like, it didn't feel like they needed to be sexual, which is why it is... It's such a hard thing because it feels inauthentic to me just because it's so extra. But I know 
from interviews that she's done and stuff like that, that that is authentic to her. And I want somebody to be the authentic version of themselves. But right. it just felt, I, I was more worried about the musical aspect than her appearance. Because the musical aspect, it just went, it just seemed like it was going in the wrong direction. Like, it just felt like it was going back to that whole TikTok famous thing than actually crafting an article, an art of work, a body of work. And that's why I was disappointed to see because, you know, you don't see a lot of black, dark-skinned women in this industry who make it or who are popular in the media without being sexualized. And Chloe and Halle were one of the first, well, not one of the first, but one of the first people that I personally resonated with that I felt like made it based off of their vocal ability and not necessarily because of their look. And I was, you know, when it, everything had happened at first, I was a little disappointed. But, I mean, I want somebody to be authentic authentic to themselves Ooh. authentic to themselves so. and if that's authentically you then do you boo but don't do no more lip lollipop videos now <laughs> what? don't do no more lollipop instagram thirst this how y'all know i'm lost i don't know what she talking about <laughs> she did a but... video on her instagram where she was like seductively sucking yeah. on a lollipop and oh it was wow like, hey babes or something she had it was like it was giving like it was kind of cringe yeah. i'm not gonna lie it was really cringe <laughs> Like it was, re- it was, it was really giving, hard to watch. Was it was like, giving oh. private videos. Yeah, yeah, it was giving only yeah. fans. Is yeah. what it was giving. Only, fa- mm, we're not gonna talk. Only fans gonna be for another subject on another day. <laughs> it was, it was a lot, and people were like, "I love you, babe, but please never do that again." <laughs> people were like, "I love you, I love you to death, but please never do that again." I feel sweetie. like things are looking up for her though, because ain't her and Gunna in a little relationship now? Who? Huh? Gunna. You don't know who Gunna is? Gunna the rapper? I've heard of him. I don't think I've listened to any of his music. They I'm had not a song lie. together on his most recent album. But, but they are dating. just friends. Oh, at first she said they were just friends, but they're dating now? Yeah, they, they got paparazzi pics to them. I've seen couple. that. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, y'all are <laughs> miss. You see, I don't know none of this. I stay <laughs> off of social media. <laughs> but speaking of rappers, I just have a personal little topic that I have wanted to squeeze in there just because I'm so curious, right? Because I follow, like, the shade room and stuff like that. And, you know, recently you've been seeing so many celebrities get engaged, do really extravagant Valentine's Day things for each other. But I, I kind of noticed they all look the same. Like, they all have those big little signs with the roses on the floor. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't want that. I don't care how much money I have. It, do y'all think it's excessive or do y'all think it's extravagant? Do you think that if you have the budget, you should go for it or do you think it's impersonal? I mean, when you get to a certain amount of money, like say that somebody with a regular income by the girl of Balenciaga bag, she's going to be happy. She's going to be like, oh, this new. Mm-hmm. But people that got money that don't need all this type of stuff, now they got to think of new ways to show their love and affection because I bet you... Offset, Cardi, Beyonce, probably got Beyonce got her own clothing line. <laughs> what she need with some Gucci, some <laughs> she make come on now. They're kind of like a different standard than us. Like yeah. at a different like yeah, different tax bracket for real. But at yeah. Offset's party, Cardi B gave him like what, two million dollars? For what? Just, just in cash. And I'm just like spend it on y'all bills. <laughs> but at the same time, but I'm like, would've... your money is my money and my money is your money. So why would why? I give you two million dollars? We sharing money. Right. We married. Right. But if like if Lil Dirt gave India like a pair of shoes from Payless, she would have been <laughs> mad. Right. She need a Range Rover. She is, you know. Personally, mm-hmm. I just want something that feels. Y'all, y'all, they buying all these vehicles, all these diamonds, all these different types of things. 
I mean, you hearing all these rappers and all these famous people with these money with like six different cars, you know you only drive one car. <laughs> you can only you got your one special car that you drive. What yes. is the other what is the other five for? Now you just Instagram pictures. Yeah. That you know, you know posing on top of your car in a gas station. <laughs> uh. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> um oh, but I just say sometimes it gets obsessive. Like, it at some point you got to be bored. Like, it got to be boring. Like, you got all these different cars. I know you, there's some way you can entertain yourself instead of going to go buy something. I'm sorry. But if you got enough money and got nothing to do, can't do nothing but spend it. Right. Yeah, but at I the mean, same time, you can help the community, help the right. black people, donate to a cause and look. My name. How no, that's another thing. I was just going to say that. Look, great minds think alike. Yeah. Um, but with all that money, I don't see it. I see some people, they'll always put their name like, oh, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. But there's still a lot of homeless people. It's a lot of people that need help. There's families that are, un, like, that's not financially stable. Make something. Like, go do something before you can make more jobs. Make mm-hmm. make it easy for people. I wouldn't say make it easy because we do have some people out here nowadays that just want the free benefits and don't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's just the sad truth of it. But for the ones that actually want to go out here and do something, want to make their family better, want their bills to be paid, and don't want to be living off free, financial government things, help them people out because those are the people that really give some great ideas. Like, you'll never know. You'll find somebody, oh, they're homeless. Let's not, they're going to steal from me. No, that person probably got a good idea that they ain't nobody ever heard of before. Just need a little help, just a little, a little chance. Not yeah. even help, just a chance to be able to reach that goal that they want to. And while y'all flushing money down the toilet, like in that one little video, throwing it off the the boats and stuff. You lie, who did? Mm-hmm. I forgot which rapper it was. Hold on, hold on. It was somebody. Don't remember that video? I don't remember who it was though. Oh my god. It was Kodak Black. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Ooh. Flushing hundreds and hundreds of hundred dollar bills down the toilet. Oh, child, we gonna we gonna talk about rappers and every throwing and it off his boat. Since we was talking about female artists this time, we gonna next time we gonna talk about the male. Yeah, the male but, diaspora. You know, I don't mean to cut y'all <laughs> short. Now we're going to talk about the demons declassified. Yeah, where we take anything from y'all, advice, questions, anything y'all want us to talk about and address it with our viewers. So our topic for today that was sent in via Yiki Yak. Yikity Yak Yak. Uh-oh, stay off Yik Yak. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean, I have to stay off Yik Yak because it's only for iPhone users nowadays, which seems a little discriminatory, but that's neither here nor there for <laughs> us, you know, deprived of drama in our lives. If you don't got Apple, where you at? Um, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really? Yes, I am. Because you know what? Y'all Apple users are not happy. (laughs) Be real. Y'all not happy. I got that FaceTime. Y'all complain about it so often. Y'all not happy. Y'all just want to make everybody unhappy. That's unhealthy. That is unhealthy. I don't subscribe to bullying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm for inclusivity. (laughs) But yeah, our subject of the day was asked by an anonymous viewer saying... Do you think the student body has a racial divide? Interesting, interesting, interesting. 
It definitely has a racial divide, I believe, because you can literally see it everywhere, except at the UPC events. At the UPC events, you'll see, like, you know, a good, diverse group of people. But let us have, like, a black history program, like the black history program. I didn't see not a good taste of nothing. Yeah. There was, was one pepper. white guy sitting next to me, and that's because his girlfriend was black. Yeah. <laughs> but do, you, do y'all think that it's, like, black events and white events on campus or do y'all think Oh, absolutely. That, what do you what are you what Absolutely. I feel like when it comes to not only events on campus but when it comes to things in general, it's if it's a white majority or if it's a white run organization event whatever, that's the standard. That's what's expected. But if it is a black run event, a black organization sponsoring the event or whatever, it's considered a black event and therefore they do not go. For example, like you said, the Black History Program. Black History Program is sponsored and run by Helping Hands on Campus, which is a community service organization. It is not a black organization. Frankly, there's not technically a black organization if you want to get technical, even though we do have AAC, African American Caucus, NABJ, National Association for Black Journalists. But with, And I understand the hesitancy to attend events run by those organizations because we have black in the name, we have African American in the name, and I've talked to several white people at the school who feel like, oh, well, I thought it was just exclusively for y'all. So I kind of get the hesitancy, even though we've said many times, everybody is welcome. I get the hesitancy when it comes to that. But Helping Hands is not a black organization. It is a black organization in the sense that it, a lot of the advisors are black. A lot of the members are black. There is a black majority in Helping Hands. So therefore, people feel like it's a black organization. So they don't go to Helping Hands events. They don't want to join Helping Hands. And I think that's really messed up. I really do. Because Helping Hands is literally an organization designed and crafted oh, for community service. service. It's a service yeah. organization. And so if you see too many black people in a room now, you're supposed to turn around and leave because we don't have that luxury. Exactly. Right. We don't have that luxury. You think like, I, if I go to a UPC event, I'm going to turn around? I want a free shirt too. Yeah. Uh-oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, me being involved, like, I don't care. I'm so-called black or white, you know. I don't... It's mm-hmm. never... It's never what it is. It's like you have to go out and get what you want to get. And if you feel as if that there's nothing out here for you, like saying, oh, there's no black events, you know, there's always white events, you always, it's going to be that person that can never be pleased. But in the same sense of my black people, you know, stop trying to say that it's, we are like at a PWI, like no one knows what that is, only we know what a PWI is. And but y'all say it's white people on the front cover and it's run by black people. No. I say some black people just don't run for those positions. I say run for those positions. Be that face. Put pressure on. Put mm-hmm. like Put if y'all want change, y'all gonna have to run for these run for president. Run for um like our president of SGA, Taj. Taj Edwards, first ever black female president of SGA, if I'm not mistaken. Right. It was a very historical um, race. Both of the candidates were black and ran with all black um, vice presidents and stuff like that. It was a really um, historical race for NSU, by the way. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. NSU from the past homecoming was Matthew Nelson and Taj Edwards, two black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and our homecoming king was Mr. Darren Nixon. Oh, yes, and yes. Miss and our the queen, queen was, was Madeline, Madeline. Hensley. Yeah, she's but not they're black, all she's not. But they're <laughs> all so nice people. I just feel as yeah. if that you shouldn't have to divide it, saying this is a black thing, this is a white thing. No, you just have to find what people like because me personally. I'm not going to go to an event that's country singers because I don't like country music. Mm -hmm. So you have to pick and choose your events, not as to race, but as to what you like. But what if people were like, well, I don't like black people, so I'm not going to go to black people. Like, (laughs) if that is the case that they want to be like, I don't like black people or I don't like white people, then I'm going to just need you to sit down and find someone to talk to because in nowadays, this is just not how we're... We everywhere, and you like... Mm -hmm. If you don't like us because the color of our skin, that's something like deep rooted wrong with you, and you need to get that fixed. It's nothing that us black people can talk about or do to make you change your opinion. Like, and I don't, I hate that black people feel this way that oh they don't like me, so I'm gonna do this. No, we sometimes we might just have to be that bigger person and be like okay. You can be that way, but I'm still going to go to the top and do what I need to do to get to the places that I need to get. And you're not going to stop me. That's how I feel personally, because I feel as if that no one's going to stop me. You don't have to like me by the color of my skin, but I'm still going to get. I'm still going to get through. I'm still going to get through college. I'm still going to get the job that I want to get. You know, and work and do what I need to do. I was thinking about it last night, and I was like laying up because you know when you're on the toilet or when you're laying oh, down bye. in your bed at 2 a.m. in the morning, you get the best. Ideas, and you know, I was thinking about it. I was, I saw that on your gag, and I was really thinking about it. And I was like, you can't truly force true integration. You know what I mean? You can tell people that you can drink from the same water fountains. You can tell people you can go to the same schools. You can attend the same classes. But at the end of the day, you can still have white people on one side and black people on the other, even in the same room. You know what I mean? So you can't really force integration when people do not want to bend. And I'm not calling UPC a racist organization at all, but I'm just going to say when I was a freshman, when I tell you I used to go to every single org browse and sign my name and my email on every single one of them papers and I never got an email back, but they got other people in my exact same major with a lower GPA Uh and all of this other stuff who Mm -hmm. used to be up in it. And I would always kind of look at it sideways, always kind of look at it sideways because you was in my same major at a higher GPA. I was one of the first to show up to every event. I was, you know, freshman year. I show up 15 minutes early everywhere. You know, me. (laughs) (laughs) I still do. I don't go by, you know, CP time, y'all. I I try. Um, But when it comes to things like that, I know I'm not going to force myself into a space that I don't feel comfortable. And I feel like it's not up to me to bridge that divide. Yeah. It's not up to you. Like, it takes that person like i told you it doesn't we shouldn't move how somebody else want us to move we move when how we want to we're gonna get to where we want to get but in that sense of what you just said is that you signed up for these organizations they didn't call you back and they call on another person that is of a different ethnicity then that's something that you should not want to be a part of and guess what and you don't have to feel bad about it because they missed out on somebody that does great things and that's how you got to look at I'm great. You got to look at your own achievements and stuff like that. If they, they just missing out, then if they don't Absolutely. want me in it, they missing out. And guess what? I can go make something that would be twice as better. And I can include everybody. You be that person that includes everybody with the same type of organization. Mm-hmm. And you include everybody. You know what you got to get done. So you go do it. So 
You know what you bring to the table. I saw a quote one time. It said, I know what I bring to the table, so I'm not afraid to sit alone. And I absolutely love it. Because you know what? The tea, I had this exact same podcast idea about a year or so ago with my official in an actual class. And we was never able to do it. And that's why what is meant for you is meant for you. And now I can able I can do it unfiltered with an ABJ in the way that I want with the people that I want to do it with. Right. And I think what is for you is for you. Never chase anything. Never right. chase a job that does not want you never chase a person that does not want you and what i recommend but you know what there are certain things that um people might feel need to change if they feel like it's actually like like getting to the point of oppression now there i feel like you should feel okay to maybe write an open letter address you know go to the higher ups start a petition Mm -hmm. do a boycott you know like if you feel passionately about something then and you notice a problem that isn't changing address it Make people uncomfortable because I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I, but I feel like if I walk into, like, when we keep using UPC as an example, but if I go, Vegas night is tonight, I believe. It yeah. is. Right, we're recording this on a Wednesday, y'all. It ain't Friday. But um, Vegas night is tonight. And if I go in there and there's about 100 white people for every 20 black people, I'm going to feel uncomfortable maybe. Or I might seek out the closest black person to me as a sense of solidarity. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we have to get used to that. So why can't it be the reverse? Yes. Why can't white people start trying to bridge that divide and bridge that, you know, start being uncomfortable? I didn't realize being uncomfortable was so wrong. But look, I ain't even going to lie to you. When you see them type of events and stuff like that, us colored people on NSU campus is a bit lazy. <laughs> they is not going to leave their dorms. They is not going to leave the comfort of their home. Uh-uh. They set an event. For what? Mm-mm. What time is it? Seven. <laughs> All I needed was the free T-shirt, and I said, yeah. "Oh, I'm going." Yeah. Free T-shirt, free food. I go to every UPC event. I sure do. Anytime I'm hungry and they got a event. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm hungry or if I need a new T-shirt someday, I go. I got me a little penguin last year from Winter Wonderland. I call him Pablo. Pablo the penguin. And, it's you know, my nice little new matches my other squish mellow. It's nice or whatever, right? They give good stuff. I'm not saying don't go to the events, but at the end of the day, y'all need to support other events too. Don't be afraid to go to another event. Because if that exact same event was being held by UPC, you'd go. If, I, if AAC, NABJ, whatever, had a bingo night, you see how packed them bingo nights be mm-hmm. for UPC. And them, uh, what's it called? Murder Mysteries. Murder Mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We put on stuff like that, y'all. And like, I guarantee like it's I fun. Said, y'all need to stop trying to say it's black events, white events. Y'all yeah. need to go to all events. Just because go to all the events. You can let, meet new people. Right. Like, we, we as a people need to do better. And I know there's some people out here that are like, um, I'm not going to do this because they did this or their ancestors did this to us, so why do we have to treat them any... But in, it's in our days, I'm not going to say let it go, and I'm not going to say forgive. I'm going to just say, you got to put that in the back of your head that we all living on the same earth, and we're going to have to get along. You know, you might not... To get work done. Like, you don't right. have to be friends, I don't have to be buddies, and we don't have to be kumbaya <laughs> every time we... <laughs> yeah. But it has to be some sort of recognition of that we're all human we bleed the same blood look i go to the doctor and can have like i got asthma that white person gonna have could have asthma too mm-hmm. we in the same boat we sitting here hardly breathing breathing hard mm-hmm. and i'm I, like what's the worst that could happen you go to these events what's the worst that could happen honestly truly deeply it's not you gonna get hate crime they can't right. do that 
Right. Because <laughs> we have... Um, Not during school hours. T- title... <laughs> n- look, no, even after school. <laughs> title 9. Title 9. Um, student conduct, third floor. Like, we have things... If and you Don't even be like, you don't want to be a snitch, but you talking so much about... Get them people in trouble. We got campus police, Title Nine, student conduct, hold student. We got hold people accountable for their actions. It's never gonna be like I'm not gonna be a snitch or I'm like. Yeah, you, please you start holding people me. accountable. Please you, start holding people accountable. You're just gonna have to be accountable for your action. How they say we need to be accountable for our actions. Everybody needs to be accountable for their action. Mm-hmm. It's just not one race or another. Everybody as a human race needs to be accountable for their actions. Yes. And speaking on accountability of people action, let's talk about these NSU pages. Ah. Like NSU <laughs> bad parking. Blowing <laughs> up right now. Oh my God. Ooh. NSU memes is my favorite. Y'all know I love them little caption contests. I'll be seeing you in the comments. Well, like sure <laughs> y'all better. We a, we a family over here. Anytime Supposed to be a sisterhood. Man. Daddy Simone, two two six. Y'all better go like my comments. I love winning them caption comments. <laughs> Bro, but no, like I was just on my Instagram and somebody DM me. Someone said, "Look at this!" Like my friend DM me my friend's car on back parking. I was oh. like, "Oh wow!" It better not be mine. That's all I care about. <laughs> I parked Y'all not gonna expose me. But look, but. Who has the time and energy to be walking around and be like, oh, they parking bad. I'm going to take a picture and post it. Like, I do. Ooh, I, well, I don't God. post it, but I did. There was somebody in the union who was parked at that little teacher parking over there. Uh-huh. They was just parked real bad. Just real, real bad. bad. Just real bad. And I took a picture of it. I said, I'm going to send this to NSU parking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you snitch. But granted, I said, you know what? I'm going to hold off a little bit. And somebody else had actually taken a picture of the same car and sent it anyway. So I said, oh. Oh my! I don't have to do it. It's no just more. like if y'all car got posted. Would y'all go comment under in the replies? Not me. Y'all, no. would not know that was my y'all don't know that's me. Yeah. Absolutely not. not. Look, but oh, it'd be like my friend car had this. I knew it was his because he has his two stickers on the back of the car. We know exactly that. That was his <laughs> oh my car. God. And, we, and it was funny because the lights were on. And he like I asked him about it. And he was like, "We were in the car." <laughs> I said, "Oh, y'all are getting bold." But that's why I, I had held off on taking and sending that picture because the lady was still in the car. Now, granted, she was still parked there, and I know she was gonna get out the car eventually, but she was still in the car. So I said, "I'm gonna give you a little time to move your car, lady." And clearly, she did not. Oh wow! Clearly, I she did not. Somebody to go park bad on purpose and take a picture. Of whoever take a picture of your car. Right, but that's you know, some people be so exposed in issue bad parking. I want to know who's behind NSU memes. I swear to God, if I do not know who runs this account by the end of this semester, we're going to be fighting. Oh, not fighting. I'm, I'm trying to figure that. it out, man. Because you know what? They know a little bit. I'm trying, like, based off the memes that they make, I am I think they're a senior. I do. Last semester, we were trying to figure it out. I think they're a senior. So either they're a junior or a senior. This might be their last semester. And then afterwards, they're probably going to get somebody to proctor. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. Who are you? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to know. You can keep it anonymous. because I want to like... know. I feel like it should be, like, I'm not going to tell nobody. I, I promise I'm not going to tell nobody. She you is. can have a sniper on me for the rest of my life. I'm not going to tell what? nobody. <laughs> I just want to know. Uh-uh. I want to know. I want to know. Like, I feel like that's a, a rite of passage for graduating seniors. Who runs NSU Means? Just. I might not even know you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to know, and then I'll never tell nobody again. I promise. I promise. Ooh, just let me know who you are. Face reveal at 2K. Face reveal, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, they should do that. 
They're not doing that. that. <laughs> they're, they're going to get expelled. Expelled? <laughs> like, they're going to be expelled. But they already got 2K. They do? Yeah. Facebook right now, then. <laughs> they need to do a live at mm. the end of the semester. Mm. Oh my gosh, imagine getting a notification on your phone saying NSU memes is now going live. Yes. Oh no, my when gosh. I tell you how funny would, would that so be fast. if they went live and it was Victor Demon? That shit that would have me cracking up. Cracking up. That would be so good. That would be hilarious. He should we should get Victor Demon as one of our guests on our podcast. On our next episode, I'm hoping to have a guest for you guys. So stay tuned for that. If y'all have anybody you want us to meet with, please let us know. We are we would love to have a guest speaker on our next episode. And eventually we'll be doing live podcasts right up in the union. So y'all gonna have to pull by, pull back. Just go ahead and please wait. Get back. Come give a live, a little bit of live feedback. Yeah. Some comments. Speaking of feedback, we do, before we end this episode, we do want to talk to you guys about our Black Business Highlight of the Day. Today we have two small businesses on campus. The first business is Katri's Collection, where she sells all quality items such as lashes, shades, waist beads, zodiac necklaces, purses, and clothing. And people can contact her Instagram at Katrice Collections, on Facebook at Katrice Collections, and on Twitter at Katrice C. She's actually um, having a raffle, a $5 raffle during Black History Month for all you melanated queens out there. Per. Where you can win one of the each, one of the each items that she sells. That doesn't sound like real English, but it's okay. One of each item. Yeah. That she sells. And then the second business is Lashes with Janae. Her name is Kaylin Price, and she's a certified lash tech, and she's located here. So, ladies, if you need your lashes done, your little lash extensions, you can go book with her in her bio, and you can use the code DEMONMEEKS for 5% off. Mm. Graduation is coming up, ladies. Y'all better get ready. Mm-hmm. Grad pictures are upon us. Grad fest coming up next month. Y'all better be ready. I or, know I am. Or if y'all got a date coming up, you yes. know, because I, I love a beautiful queen, you know. <laughs> just go ahead and go get yeah. He said, let me drop that Addy real quick. Y'all just so go ahead. Y'all just go ahead and yeah. But they going to hear that dark voice, that deep voice to be like, ooh, who's ooh. this man? Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be Bye. <laughs> <laughs> But thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. We love doing this. And we're going to keep doing it as long as we can. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.